1: Hello and welcome to the Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm one half of your hosting team. I'm the best one. I'm Stu Whiffin. Uh, Christopher Glasson can't be here today. He's at a court injunction taken out on him and he's currently at Her Majesty's Pleasure. Um, your Patreon money this week will be going towards paying for his bow. Okay, so the task of introducing this podcast comes down to myself. I've got this. Don't you worry. Today's guest is Leon McLeod. You may have heard Leon recently on Scroobius Pips Distraction Pieces podcast. Uh, we met Leon um, at um, mine and Pips club night. The we are Lizards Night at the Book Club. And it turned out that Leon was not only a fan of the Distraction Pieces podcast, he actually listened to this as well, which is always a surprise, right? Um... And we just got on really well. Chris and I was hanging out with him at the club. And and then kind of Pip started to tell us how he kind of knew who he was and, and what Leon had done. And not that it had changed anything between us, because by then we'd, we was already chatting and we was already like, well, he seems like a safe guy. Um, we found out what he'd done, which we will talk about in this podcast. And, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a, a, an interesting podcast in so much as the we talk about you know something that was absolutely life-changing for for Leon and the aftermath of that and uh, and so you know in places this can get pretty heavy um, and what's quite weird is the subject matter that he's chosen for his top five is super fun and super funny so it's Quite, it was of difficult for Chris and I to kind of bridge the conversation with Leon about, um, the, the you know, all the things that have that, that, he, that he's done to then go right anyway, uh, the next one and, and and flip back to something that he's all based around comedy and humor. And so, uh, I think I think we got away with it, and and you're gonna love Leon because if, um, if you haven't listened to him on, on Pip's podcast already, then also go and do that because that's, that's, that's an amazing episode, but yeah, uh, you're going to love him because he's an, an absolute gentleman. And, uh, and it was a real, um, privilege for him to, to come out to the within and, and have a couple of beers and, 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 and chat about something that's, uh, just something that I guess most of us will never, thankfully ever have to experience anything like that in our lives. And, uh, and it's, it's incredible what what Leon and his, his colleagues done. So um, without further ado, going to do a quick thanks to the Distraction Pieces Network. A big thanks to 76 for producing this. Um, let's get on with it. Please enjoy Heart Listening Podcast with Mr. Leon McLeod. It's a drunken soiree in the within. <laughs> Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. Okay, we are recording. Smashing. It's a Monday night. It's a Monday night. Are you going to talk about the weather? No, I like to talk about the weather at the beginning. I just, I just want to set the scene a little bit.
3: <laughs> where our subscribers are dropping off because <laughs> they think they've subscribed to some weather forecast <laughs> channel now. Well, it's, it's a...
1: Yeah, it's a, little, it's a little overcast, but it's been all right. It's been all right? Yeah.
3: Riveting. <laughs> Guys, it's been all right.
1: Pod gold. <laughs> right, so we're in the within. We're back in the spiritual home. Yes. Uh, with
0: you.
3: In our spiritual seats yes. as well. Is that where, you, I'm assuming that's where you sit for off the beaten track,
1: isn't it? Is that where, is, I, oh, I, are you doing I, the
3: studio as well?
1: Or? I don't ever really record that many here. Oh, well, uh, mostly in London. Mm, mm. All right, But when I do, yeah, in here. Yeah. Like, um, okay, so should we just introduce the guest?
2: I didn't feel like I could say anything until we'd done that. Yeah, you're you got. It's you just are, used though. to in the you shouldn't room. Shouldn't be talking no. Sorry, Even I'll shut now. Sorry, we're talking. gonna have to edit this. Oh, we're gonna start again. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> no, my bad. Sorry.
3: Should I, I introduce most of the guests, mate? You go. You fire away now. <laughs> Who's got today?
2: Um,
1: it's Leon McLeod.
2: Hello. You all right? I'm not too bad, mate. It's been, um it's been alright. Like I said, I have had a day off, so it's, um I'm here refreshed. It's good.
1: So. This must be quite the come down because you've you've already peaked. By the time this comes out, you would have you would have had uh, overnight pod pod fame as because uh, you've done pips, right?
2: I don't know, I'm still nervous about how that's going to go. Like you say, when this comes out, we're going to know, but yeah, um, no, not at all, it's really cool, I'm in the whiff in, this is, this is the thing of dreams, isn't <laughs> it? The, it really is the don't thing Don't worry of about dreams. Buckingham Palace, this is the whiff in. It
3: often turns into the thing of nightmares, <laughs> i you. <I'm> not <laughs> Can't say, wait Can't you come out of change, man. Uh, Dude, thanks so much for coming on. Um, Thank you for having me. It's an, it's an absolute pleasure, um, we've met once, have we met more than once at the, at the club? Or I, think I think it was, it was only a, It was the one we've time. Met I've, I've met times, you a couple of times now, and
2: I've met Pip a few times, but yeah, i we, yeah, we just, me just me and you
3: the it was just the, yeah. the once, it was often it enough was, for people. It was a
2: good once, though. To it say. was really it good was fun, man. <laughs> I had a really
3: great night that, dude. And uh, oh, yeah, man. it was. Uh, well, it was at the club night, and ah, um, oh, dude, it was really nice to have you down and, and have a good chat with you. It was good to be there, and uh, the, the, you thought you would come on the podcast as well. That's very <laughs> really cool
1: because it was, it was quite strange because Pip was aware of of you yep. and um um what what you've done. Um which I'm sure we'll we'll discuss as this sure podcast unfolds. Yeah, um and then he was like, Oh that's Leon like um and it we was like, okay and then he explained because we didn't know um yeah. that that you was that person. <laughs> I'm not being too cryptic <laughs> about yeah. all this, we would will, we'll will talk about it obviously. Yeah. Um and before that point you was like,
3: Who's this prick? Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember you saying <laughs> Oh, dear.
1: And then then it turned out that you listened to Hardcore Listing, which weirded us out. And Mm. it was like, really? Uh, (laughs) I'm so (laughs) surprised. I'm part of the Patreon as well, man. I know.
3: I mean, we're so fucking made up about that, mate. It really is an honour. And like, when Stu says that, it really is for us every time. And even at the club, and we get quite a few of the listeners come down now. Yeah, it's Mm. nice. It's just such a nice feeling, isn't it? People actually give a shit really
1: yeah. it's quite good because it makes my life easy because um a, they come in and they're all generally quite starstruck cuz pips out yeah exactly yeah. then there's generally a guest dj which they're mm-hmm. uh, impressed to see mm-hmm. then they probably have that look if that's you cuz it must be <laughs> cuz he's the eldest person in here yeah, and he's not smiling yeah and and he looks fed up yeah. and then Looks like a destitute
3: Robbie Williams, and
1: then, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then generally oh, you ain't in the DJ booth. You're oh. loitering around the toilets. <laughs> I can't cast yes. judgment. I can't cast judgment. <laughs> that, can I? <laughs> <laughs> I hang around him quite a lot. even, yeah. even Still, I don't know what it can is. Can you see that from me? he has got a love bite. I, do you know what? I'm not
2: going to lie. I noticed
1: it <laughs> earlier, and I was like, "Is that? For sake? I, is it something else? A like or, or something?" Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Who has a love bite oh, in don't, 2019? Don't, At don't, your age it's as well.
3: Oh, I, I do It happened so quickly. Try to be down with the kids. No, I wasn't
1: trying to be down with the <laughs> kids. Nothing happens. Love bites don't happen quickly. There no, has no. to be an element of time.
3: Well, there was a bit of
1: sucking. <laughs> this is going to be nothing <laughs> no. like your podcast. Okay, can say. Can we leave all my stuff alone <laughs> now? I want to know gonna, more about not, this. No, go on. Like
3: your podcast. No, no, no. It's fine.
1: On. Let's set the tone. Go on. Oh god. <laughs> it's very much like Jordan's, isn't it? Jordan had a really good top 5 I think go there. Just spoke about. For, for about yeah, 40 minutes we spoke about <laughs> smashing Maxwell
3: house up oh party.
0: dear
3: um, she was really chuffed with herself in the morning <laughs> and she was like I'm giving you a love bite I'm like I'm 38 <laughs> and I've got to go and have job interviews next oh week oh god I can't go around with love bites I'm going to have to put makeup on my neck if I've got a, a job interview or you a turtleneck yeah. a tur- <laughs> oh no, that's, yeah, rock take, up like Bond <laughs> oh dear. I was going to say Oh, I'm going God. for an interview for, to become the next Milk tray man. Yeah. I won't be able to it's wear a look, it it. It's a strong look,
2: man. It's a strong
3: look. Go for oh, it. It's embarrassing. Isn't it? And I've got an almost like this strange black eye at the moment yeah. as well.
1: Yeah. You are looking more and more like Woogie from <laughs> Something About Mary every day, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think got, I'm going to see my shoe collection. <laughs> I actually watched that again last oh, week God. on the week before it was on TV. Oh, I was just watching him scratching his hives. It was Mark <laughs> Watts that, that was like... Oh, he called you Woogie for the well, first time. I was like, that's amazing. A oh, couple
3: of dear. weeks ago, I I, uh, I sent uh, Mark, we got a WhatsApp group with Mark, and I sent him a quick message asking him to call us in a favour for mm. a guest. And he, like I said, I wrote quite a polite message to Mark for once, because normally it's quite abusive. And he just replied, after his polite message, all he's written is, fuck off, Woogie. <laughs> 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 a piece between
2: mates is all right. Course uh, it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. I've got a work group called Hate. I hate. Yeah. Nice. I love those guys, really. Yeah. But no, hate. Hate. Yeah, man. I
3: think I think that's a good thing, though. I think that um you being able to jibe with your friends and, and have a go and take the piss out of your mates, it's very good. It's very cathartic. And I Definitely. think it means that... Because never a truer word is said in jest as well. And I think exactly. you can sometimes... You can sometimes get your things off your chest and have a go at your mm-hmm. mate and yeah. take the piss out of them all at the same time. Exactly. And then it doesn't build up. So that it's kind of a good thing. Plus, also, you can just... Make fun of them yeah. anyway. So that's, that's what, what makes are for absolutely exactly.
1: So before you settled on the top five that you've gone for, oh god, what were your other considerations, right. mate? have you got, got notes look, on your phone, I've got,
2: I've got quite a lot of notes. I'm not going to lie. So most of them were US office based, but there was one. There was one in particular. So my yeah. mate Andy, you coming along to the club night as well, yep. who you met. Um, we discussed it, and one of the first things we were discussing is trying to look at a way we can maybe go with like top five things. That show police are human, and oh. then well, sounds good. Then I quickly realized if I went for a top five, I'd probably lose my job. So,
1: because <laughs> you're a policeman,
2: yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, so we had to avoid that. Um, and then it was just, um, I'm just, right? Let's get you know, I mean, I don't want to give the hint away that it's about the US office, but I was looking at top five gym pranks on Dwight. Oh, <laughs> just uh, top five Michael put down to Toby because yep. there are some amazing lines um, who let the lemon head in a room you're a waste of life and you should just give up is one of my... see I took a lot of notes even on things that I didn't want to uh, uh, what was the other one I liked why are you the way you are I hate so much about the things you choose to be <laughs> that is beautiful but
1: I mean, we, we will get, I mean, do, do you want to say what your top five is?
2: Well, it is, it's top five, uh, top top five US office moments. I think Brilliant. Great choice. Um, but yeah, it was, like I say, I was going around that and the British office as well, but I settled on that one in the yeah. end.
3: So what makes, why, why the US and not the British?
2: Oh, it's probably just because there's more episodes. It's so quantity. there's more to love.
3: It is, it's quantity, it, but it's, it's all quality, it, isn't it?
2: just beautiful it's magnificent it made me laugh it made me cry at times to be fair the UK one did too but it's just it's just bang on and it's one of those things that it's almost spread at work like wildfire so it started off with someone mentioned it to me I watched it I've mentioned it to loads of people it's it's just fucking excellent I love it
3: love it how are we doing over there, Stu? You looked a bit panicky with some button presses there. No, no, we're all good. We we're sure all good. We're good? Yep. like j- Sorry to interrupt you there, Leon. It's I just that it we've m- had uh, like, a recent equipment change now, and Stu's been uh, heading up a lot um, of the recording. And uh, so now the pressure's on you. Look at you thinking, granddad whipping <laughs>
1: can't get you head around a bit of tech. yourself oh dear. But I'll um, tell you it what.
3: Does, it does spread like wildfire. Yeah. Because like, oh, actually Pip and Stu had watched it for quite a while before me. Yep because I was like, I don't see how I can get into it as much as I did the UK office, mm. and also I had seen clips, and it hadn't blown me away. And then when I then actually invested some time into it, that. I couldn't believe how brilliant it exactly. was.
1: Exactly, exactly. I was exactly the same. Yeah. It was like I think everyone is. The, the English office is just absolute <laughs> solid gold. Yeah, and I just thought. And because the the first one or maybe two the American ones is, yeah. is loosely on the Pretty same sort exactly of plot, Pretty much exactly the same, yeah. Um, yeah. The, I was like, oh no, I'm so in love with the British characters, exactly. And then, but everyone was like, stick with it. Get and through then,
2: the, even the first series. I think it starts coming to come into its own, but once you get past that, it's it's oh, it's, it's up there with the English office for me. Michael Scott is an amazing person. Oh my just, god, he's British just actually.
1: genius and. You know, I mean, it's obviously your five, but I'm sure Chris and I are going to throw a few in. Mm. But when you mentioned the Michael Scott and, and Toby, I literally watched one the other day, which was when Toby returns.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, no! <laughs> 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 no, God. Bl- no! 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 That, that, like, there's so many
1: other ones that have oh, become God. memes.
3: <laughs> yes, it's, like, exactly. it's, like, it's always that clip of Michael Scott going, no! Yes.
2: No! No! <laughs> so no. good. No! God no <laughs> oh dear see it's brilliant Oh, it's it just really brilliant. is
1: it really is do you know
2: what the bad thing is though when I was going through trying to cut the moments it was hard to then find any that weren't involving Michael and I was like oh, God this is yeah I, 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 well, yeah I, I mean yeah you'll hear the top five I think he's probably in most of them in some way but it's... well let's let's oh. kick it off yeah, let's do it. Let's do Ooh, it. Lay in order. Is number well, uh, I don't know. I, don't, I, I was trying to figure out an order earlier and then I couldn't. So right. maybe I should just literally go through them in what I've written them in. So the first one I'm going to throw out there is when they have uh, the, the desk position, which is when Jan loses her job, but she's trying to sue the company. Right. <laughs> and basically, oh, yeah. it's when they're sitting in the meeting and I think, I hope I've written the line down so I can I, see, I can set it up perfectly. Um, Michael is asked if he worked directly beneath Jan. He obviously he responds with a classic, "That's what she said," which is another list of top five. I was thinking yeah, about going. Mate, through. So good, yeah. And it just basically throws the whole thing into chaos. Um, oh. Then they're trying to rewind it back, trying to figure out what is. They're like, what, "What? What did she tell you to do? What did she tell you to say?" He's like, and then he says, "Come again." Follows it up with, "That's what she said," <laughs> and it's just, I love it. And you could because everyone just looks so peeved off Jan's trying to explain it's a joke no one listening to this hasn't watched it isn't going to understand it it's amazing you need to watch it yeah. if you haven't already
1: and it's, it's the thing that oh it, my god what's the case with the British office as well it's like if he's not the centre of attention he's struggling yes. <laughs> and, <Yeah>. then, <laughs> and then he thinks that people obviously want to hear what he's got to say and yeah. they clearly don't and then when it doesn't go the way he wants it to go he tries to overcompensate yeah, doubles down. makes always doubles it down. <laughs> so awful cringing
3: he always doubles down and that that what she said it's just you know someone's like you'll hear someone say that's what she said when you're working and you're like American office and they're like yep but you you, know you've made a
2: friend there is not a day that goes by I think at work where I don't say that's what she said to something and half the time it's even funnier when it doesn't even make sense (laughs) yeah just yeah just throw it it out there it's always going to make the day better if you can Uh, get that's what she said out there
1: my kids are doing it now really that is fucking (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) Oh that's magnificent. Should so, I tell you just quickly my my favorite that's
3: what she said. We'll go back to the disposition because I love his relationship with Jan I think yes. that was a fucking fantastic thing. But um have you got any that was that's what she said moments in in here?
2: I don't think so. No, I think I left them out because I I was half going to do a list if that's what she said. But then it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit tight. But Nicole, so my my favourite one is...
3: uh,
1: (laughs) 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 Endless.
0: Oh,
3: (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) Um, It's the one where, like, he's he's doing, one day they've laid wet concrete out the front of the fucking building (laughs) and Scott wants to immortalise his own own face. I
2: watched it yesterday
1: does Dwight put uh, straws
3: up his nose yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I can't what voice the line that he says when he puts his oh, face no. into it he says it's going to be wet and firm in there and you can hear him just mumble no, that's what you said through those straws
2: <laughs> oh see one of the one of the good ones I like isn't even a Michael Scott one it's when um, it's when Dwight's got a concussion and right. he goes to the hospital and he's and oh, it's amazing and again I can't remember what the doctor says, but Dwight says, that's what she says. And Michael is almost furious because he's like, that's that's my joke. <laughs> he's but I it. like, I just like the doctor's weird little sniggery laugh. It's, it's really good. <laughs> it's just perfect.
1: Okay. So um, we should talk about how, how obviously we've, we spoke about how we met. Yep. But um, you turned up this evening with a medal no one's ever turned up here with a medal <laughs> <or> <laughs> no.
2: see now you're making me sound like I've got an ego I just thought you guys would be like yeah it's alright well, I mean he
1: was wearing it yeah, yeah, I, was
2: just, <laughs> I, admit, I was just I was just going for that one was the confetti too much as well
3: sorry
0: <laughs>
3: blue lights out front
1: oh uh, um, dear <laughs> yeah if, you, if any of you see any white doves can you have them return to the <laughs> with him please Leon let released <laughs> release them when he arrived. <laughs> <laughs>
2: whatever oh dear
1: Um. so you're a police officer. I am. Ooh. And <laughs> oh, and right. before we, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to string this out in any way um, because it's going to be quite a, a, a strange thing to have a conversation about what you've done and yeah. then go, and then the next one from your <laughs> favourite <laughs> American <laughs> office. Is, exactly. So I yeah. want to kind of try and get it Good right. Good luck to how you're going to balance. Yeah, this I'm impressed see mm. mm. how this goes. So but what I want to talk about first is the a, a previous guest we had a little while ago uh, was Gary Hayes yep. from. uh PTSD nine nine nine. For those of you that um, haven't listened to that episode, um, shame on you. Go back and listen to it because it's mate. it's probably the quietest Christopher Glasson and I've ever been. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Listening yeah. to Gary talk about um, he's he he's his life living with post traumatic stress disorder, and and how although he was a, a serviceman, it wasn't triggered through that, which is the common. Mm. way of thinking that yeah, it's mostly linked to forces and stuff like that yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. and then he went on to explain that he worked for the tra- uh, transport police yep and, and some of the, the harrowing stuff that he had to deal with uh, at the 7-7 wasn't it yep it was
3: because yeah. he was a serviceman they just figured he'd he deal with you're it you're a skipper
2: you've been in the army yeah you can you can deal with that
3: yeah. I don't think anyone is ever equipped mm. to deal with what he had to go through no really.
1: and then w- what was really interesting and 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 a, and a beautiful outcome of, of, of that. Is obviously, so many people have reached out to Gary since and um, I spoke to him last week because I bought the, I picked up the Metro on a train and opened it and there was Leon's face in it. Sorry. And, uh, <laughs> and I was phoned up Gary because after listening to that, you phoned up Gary yeah. and got in touch and and, and you're now... A-
2: yeah, so pretty much. So um, basically, after everything that... Well, I mean, I'm sure we touched it, but after everything that had kind of gone on, um i kind of wanted to use a lot of the attention i was getting and i wanted to run the marathon to try and raise money for a mental health charity basically mm. um so i was aware of ptsd 999 anyway um and there's like a blue light section of mind as well mm-hmm. but um so i was kind of yeah i was on the fence about who i wanted to run for and then obviously we discussed it at the club night and i was i i knew that podcast was out there the one you had done with gary and I didn't listen to it straight away because I knew I needed to kind of be in the right mindset because it was good. It was always going to be heavy. It was always going to kind of bring up my own stuff. So um, I think I, yeah, I didn't listen to it a long much longer after the club night though. It was later in that week and it just, it blew me away. Like obviously a lot of other people it did as well just blew me away. And from that point on, it was like, yep, yeah, that's, that's who I'm running for. And there was no two ways about it. So yeah.
1: So you said about maybe he was considering like a mental health um, yeah. charity, and you mentioned Mind. I didn't know they had a blue light. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting. Um, so, have, have you have you got PTSD?
2: So I've not I've not been diagnosed with that, uh, okay. but I mean, like you say, we keep almost beating around the bush. Obviously, I was. No, we can was, talk about yeah, it. Of course yeah, we yeah, can absolutely. Talk about so I was, I was a first responder at um, in the London Bridge and Borough Market terror attack. Um, I didn't get injured, thankfully, but. I had a a real shit time mentally afterwards. Um, The weirdest things—I didn't know for so long. I didn't know anything was wrong with me at all, and I was just trying to like my my kind of attitude to anything's always been—you know—you've had something's gone wrong. Just try and get back up and get on with it. Yeah. And with hindsight, shouldn't have done that. Definitely needed to get help sooner, and it just messed everything up. And I'm fine to kind of discuss it. But you know, at the time, I was married. I had a little little one-year-old boy, uh, house, car, everything, everything you should want. And I literally just threw it all away. And because I didn't know anything was wrong with me, I just thought, oh no, this is just kind of how I feel, and this is this is how I feel now. This is how I am now, and that, and I, I just washed my hands of it, and I regret that massively. And basically, the biggest reason for that is because I didn't really, I didn't know something was wrong, and I didn't get help soon enough. Had I done that, you know, don't know, don't know where I'd be now. I don't know. It's not to say for a hundred percent that everything would still be happy and rose at home, but, but you know, I should, I should have got help sooner. And yeah, it was a, it was a long road to kind of figuring out. Okay, something's wrong. And it was really only last summer that I sort of was better. And it's taken a lot of counselling, a lot of therapy, and a lot of kind of talking, and a lot of being open about stuff. But. Yeah, thankfully, I seem to seem to be all right it's, now.
3: It's it's very dip, it's it's only a thing that you really an experience you get in hindsight though like, mm, because massively, no massive you don't really know until you've had a traumatic experience yep. how to cope with it until sometimes you see it, mm. the fall out of it and Absolutely. you know that can be years later yep um, or or sooner you just never know when that's going to mm. hit you mm. um, so it's di- it's so difficult to be like well yeah okay I should have got help sooner it's like well. In your head at the time, having no frame of reference of any other events,
2: you thought you was all right. So, you know, situation normal. It's kind of that thing as well, like I say, because I've been through this kind of big event, this big experience. You, It's going to change you a little bit. So, I think I just kind of, this chaotic sort of lifestyle I went off on, I just excused as, well, you're kind of allowed to almost. And it was just... I justified everything in my head when really I just needed to stop and literally stop. It didn't help. Like I say, that I probably threw myself back into work too quickly, but then I think I touched on it on, on Pips podcast is that a lot of my job is kind of about acting. You'll go to this thing and it's, it's the same with, you know, I've got other friends in other blue light services as well. It's that thing where you're going to something that's not particularly nice, but you've got to have that expression of control. You know, that you, you, you've got this all under control Things aren't as bad as maybe they look, and you've, you've just got to, you've you've got to act. Yeah, and I think that's probably definitely. partly why I was wanted to get back to work because it was just acting like everything's fine, even though it definitely wasn't. But like you say, it's hindsight's it's a wonderful thing. Um, yeah,
1: but no, yeah. none of us are a program to to be aware of. Mm. When you've got the onset of, of what was obviously going yeah, exactly. on in your head, you you, you as you said, Chris, you, you're not prepared for that, are you? That's you know sometimes it is like, like with, with hindsight, you mm. know, you, you look mm. back and think, right, well, obviously I can see it now, mm. but exactly, it was a completely new experience. The thing is,
2: even before <clears> I was kind of like I say, it was. I know I'm not 100 percent fine now. I still have really shit down days for like no real reason. But one of the things I I, I, I remember it was sort of like even a year after it had all kind of gone wrong. And I, I wasn't in the position I was, you know, another six months on. But even from that point, I could see, like, okay, I've made a bit of a mess here. Like, I've really not, – I've not been all right. Mm. And it still took a lot longer to, to get to a point where, like I say, I, I feel – I feel like I'm functioning sensibly again now. I'm, yep. not, I'm not doing the stupid things I was doing before and, I, you know <laughs> – well, most of the time. But, um, yeah, like, I, I'm just a bit more switched on and, yeah – um,
3: there's one There's one thing recognising it, which is a, obviously a, an essential step, but mm. something that's also quite equally frustrating in my experience is recognising it and not being equipped to stop yourself doing it. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. that what your behaviour is isn't right and it needs correction. Absolutely. And And you often even know yeah. how... The, yeah, yeah. The, the basic keys to correcting it exactly but there's something in you it just says that no won't do it completely completely and it's, it's,
2: that's untangible no one can, it's really but difficult that, to uh, that's the problem when you're trying to explain that to people that haven't necessarily had that kind of thing yeah oh it's they simple you just stop it. doing this yeah. stop doing that it's like, and then yeah, you like, exactly. like I can't I can't help it it's a uh, yeah but then what I want to touch on whilst we on that as well is after my whole my london bridge thing like people would come up. I was. Re- I've always been really open about just talking about it, and it was. I was quite aware of not. I didn't want to. Was, was not, you
1: an open person beforehand?
2: Yeah, yeah. I've always been quite like blah. Yeah. Um, you could tell if I'm in a good mood. You could tell I'm normally mm. pretty happy, chirpy, and I think then when I'm in a bad mood, it shows more because I'm right. not. Mm. So, um, you know, you'd have people coming up and just wanting to kind of ask what had happened, and I would always just blah go through the story mm. it'd become automatic almost at one point. Yeah. And then so often though, I'd get to the end and person's reaction would be oh well I've had this thing as well I know it's nothing like what you've been through but I've had this and it just made me so aware of there's a lot of people that are struggling with things be it like our job related or not Mm -hmm. a lot of the time it isn't a lot of time it's things in their home life or whatever Mm. families and you kind of brush it under the carpet a little bit and I think that's you know that's where things can start to build up and build up and build up I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the spokesperson for like mental health and stuff because i have done things wrong but yeah it, you just it's things that I notice now because I'm so ultra aware of it myself and I just see it in other people when there's something wrong it's like okay so yeah that's kind of now what I'm trying to help do with PTSD 999 and just raise the awareness of them as well
1: That's fantastic mate yeah, got serious there, didn't we? Didn't yeah, it? We definitely. Did. From, from talking about love bites, we got, <laughs> yeah. we got, we got, we got really, you know, really, really
3: into it, mate. But it, it does need discussing, and yeah, I think as a society we we're, we're, we're on that road now. We're nowhere definitely. near finished, but we're certainly on the road of talking about it more and, and getting rid of uh, some of the stigma associated yeah. with it. But yeah, we do like. It, it, so many people suffer from it and, and from different experiences. Mm. So I make, briefly mentioned mine then. Mine yeah. was triggered from the death of my best mate. Mm. I suppressed it for about five years. Mm. Five years down the line, didn't understand really why I had no confidence and I, I really didn't like myself. Yeah. And I basically found out I didn't, I blame myself. Yeah. But I never even thought that, you know, until I started digging around, computer, yeah, you yeah. know, and that took a psychologist and, yeah. So we've got a long way to go. Like also to make sure that people have got access to good support for these things. Because I have seen people who aren't very good. Mm. (laughs) And I've seen people who are fucking excellent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, you know, we we've still got a long way to go. And and doing the things that you're doing and and, and running for people like PTSD, it's helping us get there and it's getting the support to the people who can be really much on the firing line
2: of most Mm. likely to have these super shitty things happen to I think them. that was kind of one of the things that, you know, when you say about how it's getting better, obviously everything that Gary had to go through and we were we're in this, well, I'm still in the British transfer police, obviously he was, what he went through then wouldn't happen now. I'd like to think, I can't, you know, you can't, yeah. off, you, you, you couldn't say it perfectly, but there's definitely better systems in place for like, I don't imagine something quite that brutal in terms of, yeah, you know, you go and deal with that because you've got some army experience yeah. like, I don't think that would happen now and, and like I say I've got to be fair I've, I've said it before like the job have looked after me a lot it's kind of easier because I was one of the you know I, I got a medal and you mm-hmm. know I'm highlighted I guess of course. but there's a it's difficult because I know they can't go to every single person that went there that night every single person that done something and bec- just because they weren't the first on the scene it doesn't mean it's not affected no of course yeah. it just doesn't and Again, I know there's people that it has. So, it's difficult. It's a very difficult thing for the job. It's very difficult for, you know, the people out there that are trying to offer the help. But, yeah, all you can do is try and highlight it and, and like I say, yeah, make make people aware.
1: Because when Gary spoke about, like, 7-7, um, seven, seven, like, it was literally, like, you know, being there. Mm. Or, uh, right, as, you know, it, mm. the, the aftermath, you know, there. And, and it just sounded and what he went through. And then it was, like, then got on a trip home, then had to just kind of get on with his life and then yeah. back to work the next day. Yeah. Did you, wish you allowed sort of time off? Like, or did you want time off? <laughs> or I, or um, you...
2: I Weird, even on the night, I didn't, like, there was a skipper who I've got so much respect for, his name's Steve. He was there that night. I kind of, weirdly, we kind of ended up in almost these groups of officers all around, like, the location, the kind of area. And he kind of was... You know, no one had asked him to be, but as a sergeant, he just kind of took charge of us. Mm. And um, really early on, it was kind of after that initial aftermath and everything was going on. And he cut to me, as, like, oh, you know, where, where have you come from? Because officers come from all over the place. He's like, where have you come from? I was like, oh, blah, blah, explain, explain what happened. And he was just like, are you, you all right? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just kind of got the balance right of asking me if I'm all right. Because I just felt like I, I just wanted to carry on. There was you know, sort of stuff still ongoing. There was people, there was kind of uh, cordons to maintain and just getting people out of the cordon mm. as well. So I just wanted to carry on. And I think I was there till I was, I was like on scene till about three o'clock in the morning and I knew in the back of my head, the what time did you get there? Oh, my shift started at nine, nine right. at night. Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to finish at seven. I think, <laughs> I think people probably assumed when, when my colleague had obviously got injured that I'd maybe gone to hospital with him. Because it was it was pretty chaotic. Like, you know, I can completely understand it. And it was about three in the morning. Um, my call sign was getting called up. And it was like, okay. And then we kind of all got stood down and, and other people come and took over, essentially. Um, but I knew in the back of my head, the minute I stopped, this is going to be like, it's going to hit home. And it was exactly that. I remember I sat in his car. Um, my station I was working out of is at London Bridge. Obviously, I couldn't go back there because that was literally in the crime scene so we had to go over to waterloo and yeah i just sat in his car and i think it, it did start sinking in you're going through and there's just people on the streets it wasn't it's not a long drive but there's just people everywhere just upset um and then we got to waterloo and my mate tim come up to me and he's like are you all right and i was like nah and we were there for about two seconds and it just, just burst out crying um so i was kind of looked after there got debriefed and stuff i skipping ahead a lot here there was a lot more kind of care mm-hmm. <laughs> for me course, than that yeah. but yeah and um, yeah someone sort of come up to me and was like yeah you're not you're not coming in tomorrow night um, but I did come in briefly on the Monday I think I was supposed to be on nights again but I just come in because I had to reorder my uniform because um, that had to be taken off me um, and yeah I think my first phew, the first time I went back out in uniform was probably the Thursday afterwards so it wasn't it wasn't long no Arguably, and again, I didn't go out for a full shift. I just went out in kind of fits and spurts. It was things I felt like I needed to do it as well. Yeah, because I think the longer you stay away from something, the bigger you want to get back on the exactly the bigger an issue it is as well. And I didn't want; I was very wary of that happening. Yeah, so I went back out in uniform quite early on, and yeah, probably by you know within a week I was back to to normal. Really,
1: a a policeman before the the incident.
2: Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash
0: ACAST, code ACAST.
2: Year, year and a half, maybe? I was it, right, oh, so right, within right. my two years. So you, you have a two year probation. Uh, what, about five months of that is training. So probably about, yeah, if that happened. Oh, so we, yeah, do we. So it would have been about, yeah, 20 months, maybe? Yeah. Wow. Um
1: not that long, but. And so, I know that you can only you, you can't say too much. Yeah,
2: I got to be careful about what I say because there's. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to want to go into great details because no. that would uh, be pretty inappropriate. But yeah, mm. but um, yeah, there's an inquest coming up, so there's not yeah. masses I can say, but
1: yeah, okay. yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, obviously, we'll we'll go back to what's number
3: four. <laughs> <laughs> no, <we're, laughs> I nearly did that for jokes. Um, we're, we're, but, we'll go
1: back to um, how the you know. We want to talk about the marathon training and, yeah, and, yeah. and stuff oh, like that.
3: I want to look at your medal as well.
1: And, uh, have you
2: cleaned your fingers now? I have. I've washed, <laughs> I, I mean, That's weird, isn't it? Leon, that's, what Leon came, that's what she said. Leon came in,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Leon came in and I was like, i got to go wash my hands, mate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Literally Why? been eating scampi oh, fries. Dear.
3: I have been, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang it. Um, <laughs> okay, should we do a number four?
2: Right. Well, they're not really in any order. I am just going down the list. Okay. Right, what is number four? Oh, this is a nice one. Right. This is when Jim proposes at the oh, service station. Yeah. It's just it's just lovely. Yeah. This is one of the... It's a really funny show. And it's one of the nice moments. So um, I think Pam's had to go off to Philadelphia or something. I can't remember. She's somewhere studying um, like for an art degree or something or other. And, awesome. um, you know, they're not seeing each other very much. They're not having much contact. There's not a lot of talk. So he just arranges to meet her. And has been planning on proposing for a long time and finally does it. And just, it's just in the pouring rain, it's beautiful. It's just a beautiful little moment where you're like, as much as we laugh and mock these little characters, it's like, there's nice. And it's just really human, I think. I don't know what it
1: is. Yeah, it's it's like the British office, though, as well, isn't it? Exactly. You know, the the Tim and Dawn thing. Exactly, yeah. Laugh, 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 laugh. Twists it right at the end and you're in tears. Mm -hmm. It's brilliant. Definitely, it
3: has that human element. Would you like a fun fact?
1: Go on. Yes, please.
3: So, Meant to Be um, is the name of this fun fact that I got from Factinate. Uh, Jenna Fisher and John Krasinski met for the first time during casting, and there was almost immediate chemistry. The producers held a series of casting sessions with different combinations of actors playing Pam and Jim. Jenna Fisher said John Krasinski was her favourite, while Krasinski responded that she was his favourite. Uh, and when each other was offered the part, the first thing they asked um, to each other was if they'd got the part.
2: So, oh. yeah, so it's very much like that chemistry Didn't thing. Didn't he technically audition for the Brawl of Dwight or have I made that up? I don't I've know. Got, oh, come on now. I, I have it. I might have to scroll down got, the facts. I might be wrong, I might be wrong, but I, I don't know. I feel like he did or maybe, really? I don't know, maybe it's the way round. I don't know. I
3: know, but you, you, hopefully you'll participate in...
1: Oh no. What
3: in I'm guesswork. Wrong. Yes. Ho- hopefully. Yes. So you're a true honourable member. Don't, of don't be
1: proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, um, what a moment. He nearly proposes, doesn't he, uh, yeah. at the, when oh, they've got yeah. the fairground in yes. the yes. thing. But yes. is that when Andy propels, uh, proposes yeah. to Angela? I think that might
2: have been for Toby's oh, leaving due. Um, and Michael is obviously with his Echthetic. fist. Yeah, fist <laughs> is like, he's paid for paid his own money basically for the leaving due. And, uh, yeah, he's about to, and then Andy steals his funder and proposes to Angela, which is very weird and awkward, but Mm. also very amusing. So,
1: yeah. (laughs) I think um, Jim could have played Dwight, because uh, when he turns up dressed as... Yes! Oh, mate, that is... Fucking
3: amazing.
2: That was on my list of
3: like his pranks. Yeah. That was what we saw. That was an absolute brilliant prank, isn't it? Sees (laughs) his glasses in a fucking store for like $7. Brilliant.
2: Oh dear. I love it. See, I only watched that a couple of days ago as well. It's just magnificent.
1: Right, we had a little sort of buzzing noise there. So I made the excuse I needed a wee. We just needed to work out what that buzzing noise was. Which you obviously probably heard anyway. Yeah, and uh, and
3: you're now telling them why you made the excuse for it. Yeah. So... You, excuse. It, yeah, absolutely behind <laughs> you the can't curtains. lie to them
1: Ooh. right so you've just done your first two So Having you've these. got three left I do um and so what I want to talk about now before you get on to number three is marathon training
2: oh it's grim yeah oh it's horrible so uh, London well,
1: marathon yeah you're doing
2: Yeah, so um so I'm running a London marathon this year In April, Um, to be fair, the training's going alright right so far, but it's grim going out. Yesterday I went for a run and it was so windy and it wasn't from me and it was just not, yeah, uh, it's just hard work, but it'll be worth it on a day. I know I've got to do it. The funniest thing is what I got to, first time I run half marathon distance and my legs were done. And my cousin just kindly replied with, yeah, just remember you've only got to do that like twice. Ah, oh. oh, but it, it does get easier. I've got to say, the training does get easier.
3: Not coming on so, to you, but
2: you look like you're in good shape now, mate. But your legs... Also, what's your number? <laughs> you've, you've got it. <laughs> <laughs> your legs, no, nah, man. It's like, I thought I'd struggle more with my sort of cardio. I, I didn't, you know, i, I try to keep fairly fit. I used to play football a lot and go for like short runs. But yeah, I thought cardio wise, I'd struggle more but it's my legs like you get to sort of 12 13 miles and the footloat especially the first few times i've got to have this. As i say my legs just were done um, is it painful or tiredness it's just yeah they just your legs don't want to go i can't i can't really explain it but it's just heavy and you're not picking your legs up as much and you kind of lose one thing that like my stepdad's run tons of marathons and it's all about kind of getting your your gait right and once you get into that momentum so like i say honestly the first 10 or so miles now, it's, it's a breeze, I can do it really comfortably, wow. which is weird, yeah, because I don't remember. 10 was, miles. It wasn't long ago that wasn't the case, but um, yeah, you just your gait starts to go and everything just gets a little bit harder, and your arms start to ache. And then, and like I say, like I have ached in places I didn't realize you could ache <sighs> from just running, yep. but, yeah, but yes, it's in a weird way, it's kind of good anyway to get out and you know, doing exercise is good for the Clears the head and all that, so so yeah, um, it's
1: been all right. Do you listen to music or podcasts or?
2: I've done both. So there's a few times where I run to work, and I always listen to podcasts when I'm running to work.
3: As uh, is probably too
2: funny for that, though. Exactly. It? You know, I'm, and I really need to focus in on on what you guys are saying in the, in the important <laughs> points. quite highbrow, mate. Quite highbrow. Miss a little yeah. bit, and the plot. you know ruined. what I mean? I don't want to miss anything about Chris's love bite or something. It's
3: a blinking, you miss it. Probably never have to worry. Like <laughs> yeah. that podcast is one of those ones, like where, where you can go away. You don't pause it when you go to the toilet. you no. think I've missed nothing. Yeah,
2: I do because I. <laughs> Worry that something intellectual might have come up, and you no never chance. know. You no never chance. know. You're
3: worried that I've fucking <laughs> mugged myself off and, and, and called bloody um, Ben Kingsley Ken Livingstone. That's why people don't want to miss
2: it.
1: Oh dear, yeah, um, that was that was a special moment. Oh Someone messaged on social media today, uh, just saying, just listening to it. Um, that place with uh, rivers and where well, you can't take your motor, Venice, you prick, was the answer to that. <laughs> What was brilliant was we mentioned it earlier, and you said "fucking Rome" yep. again today. <laughs>
2: do you know what? I was one of the people as well sitting there shouting at it when you were going. When you're going there. it was taking so long. I was like, "No, come on, come on!" Oh, <laughs> oh fair, fair days. So, what, what do you, what do you uh, run in this to man? So, I've got the old um, Apple Music thing at the moment. So, I'll end up just putting any old rubbish on like they've got the playlist on there like the fitness ones i've listened to all sorts there's a really good alternative one that i listened to the other day and i end up listening to work as well but yeah anything if it's a podcast you know there's your own all of the well most of the ones on the distraction mm. pieces network um yeah just any anything just to pass the time because it's it you get past a couple of hours and it gets really boring. Running, yeah. fucking hell! Who knows?
3: <laughs> I, I, I'm petrified of it. I'd like to try it, but I think it's one of those "like to try"
2: thoughts mm. that I'm, I'm probably never gonna. It's always been on my bucket to. list. That was kind of my mm. thinking this year. It's, like it's always been on my bucket list. Um, at least now I can do it and raise some money for a good cause and raise some awareness for a good cause. So that was what it was all about. But at the same time, ticking it off the bucket H- list. How do people raise money for you? Well, where, where I Where they go? Oh, well played. Um, I've got a Just Giving page. Um, I think you can probably just Google my name and just give in and it will come up. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, that's that's where it's all going. I've been trying to do, I've done a collection at Sellers Park on Saturday because I'm a Palace fan. That's going to now cut a load of people off who don't want <laughs> to donate. Remember. But yeah, um, that's it's football, right, is it, Palace? It is indeed, just, it's the, the, the kicky ball one. See, so I knew that.
1: Um, well, we'll share the links, obviously, when, we, when this goes out. Yeah, yeah.
2: like, Oof. it's just on social media really well. I've just been pushing it. Um but I think there's, there's a few things out there. But like I say, yeah, I think Google and, and Leon McLeod would, and Just Given would probably just, yeah, would probably bring it up. I think that's what my mate said he So done. What are yeah.
3: you aiming for? Have you got a,
2: a <coughs> goal? What, for
3: money wise?
1: Yeah. Well, I think a, I've got and, my... And time. I want to know oh, what time well, you want to do. Well, my sister's. Oh, He's uh, a cop. It it, <laughs> ideally zero. No
2: time. My, my uh, sister was. Uh, I, I. Initially, I was looking at raising five grand. And then my uh-huh. sister put him ahead of no. You could easily do that. Go higher. So I've set a target of ten grand. I've got no idea if I'm going to make it. We're um, about a third of the way there, but I've got months to go. Plus, you can leave the page open for a while after. I think there's a few people that will probably chuck a bit more in afterwards. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it's so a ten grand. I mean, that you can do it, mate.
1: Yeah. Well, our listeners are really kind. I hope so. Kind of, and They're giving you
2: money on Patreon. Like, surely they can just send a dollar my way. They're wasting money on. I didn't say wasting. (laughs) But no. um, At the end of the day, like massive, a massive what it's all about as well is raising awareness, and it looks like it's not just for police; it's for ambulance, uh, firefighters, forces. It's all just then you know it can be retired as well. So Mm -hmm. if I don't hit the target, but I raise a lot of awareness, then then that's all right.
1: Because I just want to say something that 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 Gary said that if they miss this this episode. The, the, the mystic episode with Gary, sorry, um, and it was the thing that really yeah. s- stuck with me as well. He's, he mentioned that if you're ever sitting in traffic and a police car goes past, and generally we've all done it, going, oh, they're fucking late for their dinner," and he said, "Like, <laughs> um, it was once, Not and yet. like, and uh, <laughs> and he said, but we've all done it, haven't we? Do you I d- genuinely I mean? haven't. I've done a like, lot of worse things in my time. Uh, um, <laughs> but he said, like, just be aware sometimes that that car. Whether it be a fire engine, an ambulance, mm. or a police car, that person may be just about to see something that's going to change the rest of their life. Mm. And that I just thought. That's crazy. Fucking hell, yeah. You get really out of the way moment, now. i right. like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, absolutely. but that, that, that really it is. That really was the thing that struck me. Yeah. And uh, I just thought, you just don't think that, do you? You just no. think they're doing. <clears throat> They're just doing their job. And you and really like, don't get that in other
3: in other jobs. Absolutely. We're not getting that in the podcast, is is it? I mean, our guest fuck knows what they think they're driving to. <laughs> Liam was <is> probably <laughs> petrified. But, <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? That there's nothing here. There's no real... Oh, what what What's the worst that's going to happen? You. I'm going to get a name wrong yeah. and people have got to listen to your list.
2: That's what? it. That's, <laughs> all gotta, that's all we got to I think that's part of the thing about the job, though. You don't think like that because... You know, I've said it about what I've done on the night. Like, If you really think about what you're doing and you... You wouldn't do it like we yeah. are. We're only really human. Like you, you just—I don't know how it works. I don't know how you kind of switch that thing off in the back of your head, and the rest kind of becomes automatic. But it's—it's yeah. it's, it's crazy. It's
3: and it's a desire. I think there is a desire in a lot of humans to do good mm. as well. Like mm. I, I really do. Like I do have a lot of faith in humankind. They, they, we, we do. We all do individually do dumb, dickhead things. But I think yeah. also we all. Lean towards good, a, mo, a, Most, a lot yeah, of us. Yeah, a lot yeah, of us, yeah. you know? yeah. we, have, we have moments of cowardice and stuff like that, which isn't you know, mm. is, is is a grey area, but we mostly lean towards good. And I think are people you are talking, talking
1: about Luke Skywalker, and uh, yeah,
3: so I think that I think people want a lot of people want that and have that, like they, they see the benefits of going into sort of like the, the services and mm. um police force and stuff like that and then it's like it's hardly on their sales material you may be matching up body parts it, you know <laughs> it's not there is it it's not on the front they don't page don't mention you know. that bit when you join no, no, no exactly it's, like, it's, it you wouldn't know. sign up
1: <laughs>
2: <tomorrow>. <laughs> so why why did you
1: uh, want to be a policeman
2: Um, so I wanted to join when I was about 18 I was going to join the Met and I did put my application in and honestly it would have been I'd, I'd almost like to read that application back now just to Laugh at it, because it would have been awful. It really would have been terrible. It would have been embarrassing. Um, so I just started and at the time. I started working for my stepdad. From there, I just had like an, an office job in London. Um, and then like I say, I was married. I had my little kid, and we well, we we're planning for a kid. And it was like, what do I, what do I want to do?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I was getting a little bit bored doing what I was doing. I'd been at that company for five years. Um. And yeah, you just start looking at career again and really thinking hard and it was, I've got, I had a lot of friends that are in fire service and police, but I just kind of, that that whole police thing proper got into my head again. I was really keen and like even going through the application, like there was a, you put a lot of time, I put a lot of time into that, a lot of hours and you know, you wouldn't do that if you didn't really want it. And it just, yeah, yeah it just I was proper. Like, I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't got the job. Like I would have been gutted because I put so much effort in, even the whole five months of training. Not like, I took it. I, well, like I, said, I took it seriously. There was a lot of laughs along the way, and I'm not really the quietest one in the classroom. But, but yeah, like I, I really wanted it, and nothing was going to stop me. I think, and it was just, yeah, it's, I, I don't know where it's suddenly come from again. Bear in mind, it hadn't been there for yeah, the best part of ten years, really. But. I think it was good because I dare I say it, life lessons you know that's the kind of sensible way of putting it you you just kind of you get it I think a bit more than maybe if, not for everyone but a lot of people join when they're young and everything's black and white then whereas I think there's all there is a grey area oh, and it's fine right. I think yeah. for sure being my age now and having even before what happened but you know just done stuff in your life you, you get it you just get when someone's been an idiot or when someone's just made a mistake mm. so definitely um, so navigating
3: yeah. through that grey Yes, yeah. definitely a skill that you don't really get until you're older and you no, see absolutely. a lot of <laughs> nonsense really so. exactly so yeah it'll yeah, happen Chris <laughs> <laughs> I navigate through a lot of grey mate that's what she
2: said
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. oh God. number three
2: Right, number three. Right, right. Let's get this um, list up again. Oh, now I mean, show what? Oh, the last three are all magnificent. Which one am I going to leave till last? <laughs> right, I'm going to put. I'll throw this one out there next because I know what I want my last one to be. It's parkour.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> uh, good. Oh, high five that. Yes, it's
2: it's just magnificent. Um, Dwight, Andy, and Michael. Yeah. Um, they've oh. been watching parkour videos on YouTube. Yeah. Decide to give it a go. Um, I think Jim is describing the definition as, of parkour as, as kind of moving from place to place um, in an exaggerated style. I can't remember what it was. And that's pretty much what they're doing. Yeah. They're just swinging across the office on chairs. Insane parkour. 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 <laughs> At one point, they bunny hop over each other.
0: Um, oh, he writes. Jim, yes. rides. Jim,
2: writes him. Jim writes Andy just shouting parkour. Um, and then it all culminates with Andy jumping in what he thinks is um, a sturdy box, and it's just an empty cardboard box, and he just falls straight through it. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, and I've got to be honest as well, we definitely reenacted this at work once. Oh, <laughs> oh I'll show you the video afterwards, but yeah, parkour uh, is.
3: There's nothing like fake parkour. Like, so yeah. me and a buddy started doing that. Like, had the fake one. Like, yeah, like well, <laughs> just like as like when we were like I don't know at uni, mm. and we'd parkour off things. We wouldn't shout parkour, but it really <laughs> is funny to just goof around. Yeah. But you do need an audience of people, <laughs> you know. So people are looking at you, just thinking you are sad losers. Basically. <laughs> yeah.
1: We done this thing once at college, um, where we thought it'd be amusing. Because at, at Palmer's College in Graves, everyone used to sort of in the summer sit out on the field. Mm-hmm. So, there'd be about a 1,000 students there. And we, we had this idea. This is me and Kunt and the gang and, yeah. and, and, and a load of me pals. Kunt's um, dad used to run the football team that we used to play for growing up. So, he still had the kits from like when we was like 10. And so, when we was like 17, we went and got the 10-year-old kits out. And about eight of us squeezed them on. And you can imagine like I was six free then, Wayne six four. And uh and then yeah, and cunt's I think cunt's six must be six free as well. And uh and so we've then parked up in these two cars on the side of the field where everyone's just chilling out in the park with a football and got out. But the thing was we said if we're gonna play football, we're not allowed to bend our arms or legs. <laughs> so we just threw this ball, and then literally, this like, team of people just ran across the field without oh, bending dear. their arms or knees <laughs> and played football. Yeah, we've got a video on, Where did you come brilliant. up with that as a good idea? Well, it wasn't What's a like- good idea. It was obviously a ridiculous idea, but I think it's it was just awesome that funny. need to have attention and show off and try and be a dick. Oh, man. I'll, ticked I'll, all the boxes.
3: We, we both went to Palmer's. I just think it's a fucking massive shame that we didn't go at the same time. I, that sort of <laughs> stories.
1: I took my daughter there uh, last week to have her interview because she's she's starting there this mm. year. And uh, and as I drove out, I had to explain to her that um, in my Ford Escort estate with Cat in the App painted on the bonnet, <laughs> uh, I once had um, my friend Jeremy on the roof. <laughs> uh Standing up doing the Team Wolf kind of thing. Oh dear! And then, as I was driving out of the college, the headmaster or the principal was driving in, done a U-turn and chased me. And were, can you remember? There was like traffic lights yeah, as you pull right, out yeah, of the college. Come out. I jumped the red light. Sorry, officer. Jump, uh, <laughs> jump the red light, and, and like steamed oh, my car dear. into the college across the road, and tried to hide a full desk of estate with cat in the act painted on it. The principal jumped the lights Followed us Jesus Christ So we've just got out of the car And run And he's seen us Like hiding behind these cars Called me out <laughs> oh, yeah. And I just thought Right it fair car I've, I've just got to like Own yeah. up oh. to this Jeremy just run off Good well, mate, mate. Uh, Good <laughs> mate Yeah <laughs> And I just remember him Going to me. the principal he just went Don't think I don't know That was on the roof of your car And I went <laughs> And I went Was there anyone On the roof of my car And he went don't be stupid. He went, it was that prick, Jeremy Castle. And he called him a prick. And I remember thinking, oh, mate, we're in proper trouble. The Ooh, principal's right, judged a red light. light. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. called him a prick. Yeah. Do you know what? I thought he was going to say Team Wolf. <laughs> 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 <It was laughs> Team Wolf. Oh, brilliant. All right. So, number two.
2: Oh, right. Right. Number two. Oh, it's, they're both good. Um, right. No, number two is when Dwight starts a fire. That's the best oh, one. Starts man. a fire that, in a bin.
3: That was, that was one of my mentions, mate. Is this
2: one where... Because it's not just starts a fire. It's, it's a good five-minute follow-up oh, of that, yeah. of just incredible, chaos. magnificent chaos is the word. What's you your you highlight? When... I've got a highlight. Um, I think it's when Oscar falls back through the ceiling. <laughs> so he, he climbs up through the ceiling to escape the fire and get help. And he just falls straight through again. Um... I mean, Michael's general running around just losing his shit is yep. amazing. Angela throwing her cat up as well. That's my favourite. Yeah, which Fine. also throws through the ceiling. Throws a
1: cat up into a suspended ceiling. it. <laughs> throws it up into a suspended <laughs> ceiling. It just, just comes falls. straight back there for <laughs> another <old> time. <laughs> And I think Wossy's oh. face, like literally, everyone's trying to escape, but he's just ransacking the sweet machine. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like... Kevin. yes, Kevin. Yes, I've got
2: that. See, that was on the notes yeah. as well. It's just, just chaos. Michael is throwing chairs at windows. At car, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he eventually throws a, a printer out and just screams, "Help!" <laughs> Uh, Jim and oh, I can't remember who else. Jim and Oscar, I think it is, are ramming this printer into a door trying to open it, it's just, and it's all just for a test of. Uh, oh, I can't it remember what he said. It. It's like just panic awareness test. Yeah, like, it's yeah, like, yeah. What the? I love if the fact that he did that. He and... starts throwing little fire poppers, That's saying right. the fire is shooting us. It's, <laughs> it's just oh
3: that, it's my favourite oh bit my. With, with, with the cat because it's like they've introduced <laughs> animal humour into it as well he's like everything's going wrong
2: <laughs> what, what else can go wrong a cat food the ceiling. if
1: you've never seen the American office go on YouTube and put yes. American office fire alarm or fire <sighs> test because you will watch that three or four or five minute skit And you will then go and watch the whole of the American office. It's the
2: thing, like you say, Jenny goes on for about four minutes as well. And it's, you can't stop watching it because it's And then you, like, oh, I think I watched that a couple of days ago. And I was like, I need to watch it back Mm. again. Because it just had me crying. Just everything's going wrong. Dwight's just trying to test them on like, oh, don't touch the door handle (laughs) if it's too hot. (laughs) I think Michael comes back with, what if it's warm? It's like, you don't want to go through there then. it's, It's just bedlam. But, oh. Oh my god!
1: And that's the beauty of 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 Dwight. There's like it's just drivel that comes out of his mouth, and everything that he's trying to articulate, everything that he's trying to sort of demonstrate, <laughs> is just f- formed out of nonsense. It
3: all is almost guesswork. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Military yeah. based is because he's very, he's quite, he's very conservative, militant sort of dude. isn't yeah. Dwight, as well
2: but it is amazing his sort of guesswork and bollocks that he comes out with I think that whole episode in particular because the number one is from that episode okay right. should we have it well it okay we'll lead on to it so basically during the whole once once Dwight stands up and says it's just a test um, Stanley <laughs> has a heart attack
1: oh god oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh no oh, so, oh, I'll see one, you know yeah, where this yeah, is yeah, going yeah, 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 yeah. now
2: <laughs> this moment I've discussed at work and watched at work so so many times um <laughs> It's led into karaoke nights as well, like it's beautiful. Brilliant. So they have someone coming in <laughs> to teach them first aid, um, and of course CPR. So Michael steps up to do some CPR on one of the little Annie dolls they've got there. He's t- and he's just compressing it completely out of time. It's it's ridiculous. So so the yeah. so, oh, it's a big build up. So yeah, so the the the. I don't know first aid instructor, she's like, No, you need to uh, compress to the beat of, of staying alive. Cue <laughs> Michael breaking into first, I was afraid, I was petrified,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> which just had me in tears anyway at that point. Uh. But then, no, she's like, No, no, no. So the, the woman starts singing along with a ha 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 ha, <laughs> and he joins in. Andy's golden at that Andy, point. Yeah, mate. Exactly. So, so they, so he just bursts in. You know, they burst into um, staying alive. You. They're going in through the verse now, and then it's um oh god, what's her name? The girl gets up and starts
1: dancing. How have I forgotten her name? Uh, it's um Thingy's uh, Ryan's Ryan's girlfriend. Indian, yeah,
2: the Indian girlfriend. What is her name? But she's just dancing, yep. and it's all out of time. Meanwhile, the woman's key to standing like, what the fuck is going on here? um michael stops and also starts dancing what is her name are you finding it have you got it it's, it's kelly kelly kapoor come on now yeah kelly's dancing is is incredible um so the woman kind of stops and is like you have lost the patient you know you, you stopped. <laughs> <laughs> you've stopped seeing it you, you, you stop so that that's funny
0: enough exactly
2: but, but there's more <laughs> So, um, Dwight suddenly stands up. What do we do next? And someone's like, call an ambulance, um, bury the body. He's like, no, we've only got a certain amount of time to harvest the organs. So he gets a <laughs> knife out of his sock and just carves this so thing massive open. massive
1: survival yeah, knife. Yeah, isn't exactly. Yeah, so he
2: cuts it open, starts rooting around. Meanwhile, Stanley starts feeling queasy again, having a bit of a turn. Everyone gets a bit worried. And then it's just the <laughs> camera back to Dwight. And he's cut the mannequin face off and put it on his own face. <laughs> and it's just, oh my God, that whole episode, it's got the two best moments ever. it yeah. Oh, it just, it has me in tears every time. It's beautiful.
1: That's a worthy it's number perfect.
3: one. It's great, man. It's like, because they all start getting like, because I think what's really good about that is the fact that that, that first aid person's there. As a like a standpoint of normality, yep, a lot like what Jim is often, and there's there like Jim's used to this nonsense, and you get to see her watching them break. <laughs> and he's starting to sing uh, yep. "Stay alive. Life" is fucking amazing because I love him singing in any of the episodes. <laughs> he auditioned as Benny for like Britain's like, yep. like the, the voice at some that's point. In the finale, you? that is that's yeah. fucking crack. Like so. Yeah, you've got all that. And then you've got Dwight just going absolute. Like, he goes, first, <laughs> the heart. <height." laughs> he's
2: digging his hands into the core. Oh, the funny thing is, because it cuts to him, obviously, having some sort of um, disciplinary. Literally, the end of that scene is him going to disciplinary. And it go, so we've got the whole fire scene anyway, which cuts his disciplinary, and it's that. And the first thing is, like, why did you have to cut the face off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just... and look, I, Yeah, I couldn't believe it when I was watching it. Watching it back through, and it was in the same episode. I was like, "Yes!" So I don't know what even episode number that is, but watch that episode because that is just oh, the
3: God. one great show. Yeah, it's, really it's fucking oh. it's, a, it's a it's a great number one, mate. It's fantastic. Very much so.
1: Any memorable ones? you want to throw I in? Do. There Christopher? So, I do. So I might have to get my laptop
3: it's over, quite, but I've the, probably one, got someone list the one the well. one that sort of got me, and I think consistently makes me crack up. Um, because having worked in an office, it kind of resonates. The awkwardness of this was Michael. Got at his most like really just doing the most cringy shit, which is the one that's like gay witch hunt.
2: Yes, and and
3: and, and gay witch hunt is just fucking amazing because Michael is not a homophobe. Mm-mm. My only stretch of the imagination, right? He's just a bit of an idiot, right? But the other thing is, like, I've been in the office where any sort of any sort of subject that could be potentially, um delicate in an office people start coming onto it somehow like in a general conversation it could be politics it could be religion it could be race it could be sex it could be sexual preference and it's so funny when that happens in an office because people get all a little bit frosty because mm. they you know for good reason yeah yeah mm-hmm. most people don't want to upset anyone also most people come from so many different backgrounds, you're not equipped to deal with everything mm. and, and and to have like a polished opinion on things. It doesn't mean to say that you're racist or homophobe, any of those things. But they come out in in mm. little conversations. Yeah. And that is I I really <laughs> enjoy those moments yes. in the office. Like I I loved it when things like I'd say the word racy and racy's got nothing to do with racism. Racy is when something's a little bit bit sexy. bit sexy. And I say, oh, that was a bit racy. And pe- people, whenever they... Racist was the word that, like, people... As soon as you see mm. the word racist, everyone at work is, like, <laughs> full guy. Like, oh, my God, let's yeah. stop talking. Yeah. But again, like, obviously, like, sexual identity, preference, like, homosexuality. That could be a very awkward conversation in an office. And really, often, we... Not necessary, is it? Why do you need to Mm. talk about it? And obviously, I just want to point out at
1: some point I want to talk about. Michael Scott talks about race as well, yeah, mate, (laughs) because that's my favourite. Yeah,
3: yeah, definitely, that's a great one. Michael Scott, like you were saying earlier, doubles down in this fucking Mm. episode. Like, like it's it's going (laughs) wrong, and he's trying his best to prove. That he's not a homophobe or anything else. That was on my (laughs) Honourable Mentions list as well, by the way. And it culminates in him and Oscar, (laughs) who's obviously gay. (laughs) No, no, I want, I'm just phone this out here. I want everyone to watch this now. No, I want you to all bear it, this, to burn oh. this image into your mind that this <laughs> happens. And Oscar's like frozen solid, isn't he? Because he knows oh, what Michael's going to do. And Michael's trying to force himself <laughs> on him to prove that he's not a homophobe. It's, so it's,
2: just... it's the most awkward kiss ever seen on television. It's just incredible. Oh, no. Just the trying to pull away, but oh my God, it's
1: incredible. I and think when... when something to some money gets stolen or something gets stolen in the office, doesn't it? So then Dwight like hangs about $300 out of his back pocket. They've got a convict in the office. Yeah. And and then, but, but he's black. And so it's like, obviously Michael then has to draw attention to the fact (laughs) that it's not because he's black. (laughs) And it's when he throws the question out, tell me a white person that's done something oh, good no, and yes. I'll tell you a black <laughs> yes. person that's done something better and they just do this thing where he just answers with all yeah. these different like um, sort of black celebrities or politicians oh. and then I think someone says Mother Teresa and he says Apollo Creed <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which is the fucking greatest moment as far as I'm concerned <laughs>
2: oh there's so many alright oh, I've got to throw it out there when he grills his own foot as well <laughs> oh I had that I, had that. I have that I've written that down See, to me yeah he's fucking because he he's on phone yeah, yeah he rings yeah. the office rings Pam and he's just saying I need help <laughs> it's an emergency <laughs> it's because he's managed to grill his own foot <laughs> in <a> George Foreman
0: <laughs> George Foreman that's <laughs> it
2: because he just likes the smell of bacon in the morning and he doesn't like to actually have to make it himself so he gets up puts the grill on and goes back to bed brilliant Oh, and I like the fact that grill makes an appearance in a later episode oh where no. they're they're cooking food on a barbecue, and I think Ryan's eye is that the grill? <laughs> no, I cleaned it. Oh, it's, oh look, cool. honestly, that is the list. That is how many other things I've got on there. So we yeah, should we should, should huge, talk huge about huge some
1: list. some Jim and Dwight's right? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. So I think um, future Dwight sending facts <laughs> to Dwight. Yeah, <laughs> he's amazing. <laughs> Poisoned the coffee, <laughs> nah. <laughs> and I think, oh, when Jim—it's a really basic one—but Jim just looks above Dwight's eyes. Yes, and <laughs> it's <laughs> when he first comes back. Yeah. yeah, he can't get his head <laughs> round it. Why are you looking me in the oh. eyes?
3: That's so good. When Jim, uh, well, Dwight. I can't remember. I can't remember why Dwight is interrogating him now, but Jim is accusing Dwight of. Been smoking pot. There was and ma- yeah, can't. they
2: they find a marijuana. Oh, look at me, like I this They find a marijuana like joint smoked in the ro- in the parking <laughs> lot. So he's oh, interviewing everyone right. on that.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Jim's saying that you've smoked it, and it's made you, you erase your memory. Yeah. <laughs> and in the end, Dwight is literally eating it up. He thinks he's done it. It's oh. fucking brilliant, man. Yeah.
1: When they do the um thing where um they do the fake sales call, Michael uh, <laughs> yes. and Dwight was, and yeah. Jim. And then the customer just turns, and oh, even though the customer's Jim, like in the end, like he loves Michael, and it's to the point where he's suggesting that he will only make the deal if he fires Dwight. Dwight's almost begging for his job in this farcical situation. It's amazing.
2: Oh. Um there's a really simple one as well, Asian gym. I was gonna oh. Yeah,
3: that was gonna say Asian I was, was That's a That's a really good one. It is, yeah. Just cause
2: it's just so basic. He's like, no, it can't be you and then it's got the Photoshop picture of Asian Jim with Pam. <laughs> Pam and the kids. And again, Dwight just can't get his head around it. It's like what is what is this?
1: There's a really simple bit at uh, um Phyllis's wedding when he gets removed, obviously, yep. because he can't <laughs> handle not being a centre of attention. And there's just this little scene where something's happening, and in the background there's a window, yeah, and you can just see his head jumping up and down trying to see through. It's just such a clever little bit in the background Mm. of just Michael trying to desperately sort of see what's going on.
2: Wants to be a part of it. Wanted to was meant to push Phyllis's mum, Phyllis's dad in a wheelchair, but then he decides (laughs) to get up and walk. So Michael's fuming and then gets kicked out. Oh yeah. What's my other? I've got two other favourite, Jim taking a mickey out of Dwight one of the best ones is when he plays dead so in Tallahassee oh silence I
0: don't think I've seen this one ah. so
2: um, I think Dwight's going around try- just waking everyone up in the morning and he goes into Jim's room and there's just like blood on a bed sheet <laughs> there's Dwight did it written in blood on the wall <laughs> <laughs> so Dwight walks in with, with like the new receptionist and just starts panicking and uh. then Jim sort of fake falls out of this wardrobe just dead and it's magnificent how Dwight's just panicking and runs away. That's a good one. And then I think possibly my favourite is when he Jim wraps Dwight's desk in wrapping paper. Oh, amazing. Or so it appears. He's like, yeah, I can open this in five minutes. I think it's going to take you a bit longer. And he just sort of chucks his briefcase down and sits down at the same time, and it's just wrapping paper. It's not actually wrapped around anything. And just everything crumbles. It's just brilliant. I love, like, pranks like that. Like, yeah. I, I, you know... I do certain silly things at work occasionally. Can I say that? But yeah, <laughs> um, and I just love things like that. It's so good, just ripping them. It definitely keeps out of other, same, mate. Oh, Yeah, it exactly. Is. It's
1: beautiful. Honourable mention to his weird little Amish brother as <laughs> yeah, well. Mate. He just Mose. runs. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, Mose! Oh. You just every now and again, you see him like running off from <laughs> some sort of situation, don't you?
2: Just doing some crazy <laughs> shit. It's, oh, it's yeah, he's hires out
3: the. Uh, such a good show. He's Come on. That needs a Jim and Pam, and that's very spooky.
2: Yes. Yeah. Oh I could go on about this programme for I had so Brilliant. many more on the list. I could talk about this forever. It's magnificent.
1: Well, it's been an absolute pleasure.
2: Yeah, ma'am. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you. And right, so Just Give In. So Leon yeah. McLeod. So
2: um I th- yeah, I'm fairly sure
1: if you just Google
2: Just Give In and Leon McLeod, it should come up with a page. Um if not, there's always a PTSD website, PTSD nine nine nine. I'd like to think there's links from there um, on the social media as well PTSD999 that will come up with their site and that's got all links from uh, for from my page as well and I am on social media but you don't want to follow me because I'm really boring it's just running stuff
1: well we'll, we'll, we'll tag you if that's cool if he's <laughs> yeah, got man, the link I, to absolutely. you just giving yeah honestly it's and cool then, uh, and then you can yeah. follow
2: me I get you get lots of running training updates and that's that's pretty much all that's my life at the moment just yeah
3: do we look like we need running training oh I'll tell you what
1: athletes <laughs> something we need to touch on before we finish uh oh um was it like meeting the Queen? <laughs> oh,
2: mate. Oh, it was weird. I still think like I've discussed this before so many times now. Like, I think Don't bother bothering right. See you yeah, later. Like, it it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the kind of thing where like it's, it's not really it's not really sunk in. I think when I like I've retired from the job or whatever, and then I can look back and be like, that's incredible. Like that medal and meeting the Queen and everything. But it was just very surreal, like almost as surreal as the whole night itself where you're just like, yeah, and you get to talk to her for like wow. a, few, a little while. I mean, it's the queen,
3: isn't it? That it's is
2: the
1: the
3: pretty queen. mental. It was...
2: I mean,
1: she's A-list, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> is that a name drop? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the queen. Yeah, no, it was... It was, oh, it was Did incredible. you shake her hand? Do you, yeah, do you, yeah, I don't know, so, how does that work? So you kind you sh- of, to be soft fair... hand?
1: Are you prepped?
2: It's a glove, of, uh, glove, glove, yeah. So Yeah, prepped on etiquette beforehand. So that's it, it's really well... I guess they know everyone's going to be nervous. So there was about fifty people for different reasons. Um, all of them basically went before, and myself, Wayne, and Charlie were like the lot, or three of the last four.
1: And, and they're, they're your colleagues. Yeah, they yep. were the, the
2: other two officers that were um, awarded by the Queen. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so you kind of the weird. I'll tell you, probably the weirdest thing is going through the gate of Buckingham Palace, like. Everyone's, no one goes through there, do Yeah, they? You, you know, I've driven past it. I've driven past I it. I mean, at work try at times it. and everything. Yeah, a lot of people try. Mm. I see them on our intel briefings. But <laughs> That's where I know you from. But, but um, no, it was just yeah, going through that gate was fucking crazy. And then uh, yeah, you kind of queue up, go into this like massive room, drink water and apple juice, and then just wait. Um, but yeah, it's really well done. They come in, they relax, yeah, they talk about how it's all going to go and it's a kind of a case of right you'll stand here then you'll go to here then you'll face her and uh, I can't even remember now because the, w- the women curtsy I think this is like a bow from the neck or something I don't need to remember it I'm not going to meet her again mm. probably but um, yeah it, and it just it, yeah and then you just have a chat with her for a minute or two I don't know and I honestly it, it, everyone comes up to you after what did she say what did she say what did you talk about I, I can't remember I remember, I remember she smelt a Vicks so she must have had a cold or something. That is no, that is so. my one little fact that I'm gonna take away from meeting the Queen. <laughs> she smelled like Vicks and she was smaller than I thought she'd be. Just but like everyone else needs exactly. a little everyone bit. Everyone needs a little bit of medicine. Then, you yeah. know, she probably had some paracetamol in the bag or something. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was amazing. But it was the best thing about that was like I got to take my mum, my dad and my sister and then my little boy come up afterwards with with my ex and it was just nice to it was it was just how nice to have everyone there and like my parents especially they were really proud, and it's like for me, I was a bit like, "This is weird." Dude, you got a goddamn fucking medal! I
3: from the Like no one else has got that. Yeah. I've got, I've got literally rooms full of karate
2: trophies, but I don't have a medal. Ten meters from swimming the Queen, mate. Got that one? <laughs> yeah, I got that one. <laughs> Pride of place. But no, it was. I think it will all sink. It like I, I don't say it to be modded. Like I don't think I'm anything. I genuinely don't think I'm great. I don't. I, I like being ordinary, and that's mm. fine um and so i think it is something i'll look back and it will really sink in when i'm old and gray and it's little things like wayne had messaged me not that long ago and he was like have you thought about what you're gonna do with your medal like when when you're gonna die essentially i was like no nah. and it was that thing i was like i can give it to my little boy that's an awesome thing to be able to yeah, hand down i was like that was, it was one of the, yeah go on i'll get you 30 quid for that sell on convert. no man it was really cool i was like that's a cool little thing to be able to like yeah and that was the first time i'd really even given it any- yeah. literally it just sits shouldn't say that in case anyone tries to break my mouth but it does just sits on my like cupboard <laughs> with with a signed crystal palace ball like <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's
0: yeah you should be yeah, fiercely proud thing. mate yeah you, you really it's should, absolutely make, incredible
1: jokes
2: aside
3: we said as much when we met as well right? i know i know
2: i, pr- I do appreciate it. i just i'm not very good at the the kind of pats on the back it's, n- it's never been me um, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't really feel comfortable with it I'll get I'd awkward. be alright with it but I'm a coward <laughs> <laughs> sure you would have done the same if you were there <laughs> yeah. thank
3: oh. it. exactly. Leon it's been an absolute pleasure mate thank you great top five thanks um, for having and people if you haven't watched American Office you it really need to get sort your lives out absolutely, absolutely. Yep. <laughs>
1: that's what she said <laughs> there you go um as mentioned at the beginning it was always going to be a tricky one to be able to deal with such a heavy subject matter and then to completely switch it back to like right and so when michael scott done that but uh you know we handled it as best as we could and and it was made so much easier to deal with with that situation by the fact that leon's just a proper nice geezer um when we finished recording we, we we hung out for you know another half hour or so and and uh and and had a drink and then yeah, it's really nice. Come down and he, he spent some time with with my wife and children and <laughs> my uh my eldest was like, You don't seem like a policeman, you seem really nice. <laughs> which uh which, which seemed to make him smile. Um but yeah, he is. He yeah, is really know. fucking nice and uh and you know, both Chris and I are, 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 are proud to say that, you know, he's one of our pals. And, uh, and and look forward to catching up with him again very soon. Thanks ever so much to you lot for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, then I can't stress enough that you should go and listen to the episode with Gary Hayes, if you've not already. Um, Gary Hayes of PTSD um, 999, which is the charity that we speak about in this episode that um, Leon is now running the marathon for. Yeah, go and check that out. Um, again, the, the, the subject matter's Heavy and it's quite a harrowing episode, um, but it's something that we were very much proud to be involved with to to spread the message of what Gary and his charity are um, all about. Um, and yeah, and please go and enjoy everything else that we've we've got. There's there's well over a hundred episodes now in our back catalogue, so please go and dig in and uh, and see what you can find that you might enjoy. Um, we're on all the social media platforms as well, so. Head over there and if you want even more content, then there's 50 or so episodes um, on our Patreon page and we put an extra one up every week over there. Uh, we video them as well so you can you can watch episodes over there. Um, you can find out all about that at www.patreon.com forward slash listing. That's Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Thanks ever so much for listening. Thanks once again to to Leon, um, Absolute Gen and... Cracking episode. So, um we'll see you next time. Laters. <laughs> Sorry, I've butted in yet again. I just want to quickly tell you about this magazine. It's called Pod Bible. Now, Pod Bible is the new essential guide to podcasts. It's put together alongside Spotify and ACast, and it's a one stop shop to tell you all about the podcasts you maybe know about, but definitely about a load of the podcasts that you probably don't know about. That we think you should know about i mean in the first edition there's interviews with adam buxton interviews with craig parkinson and there's features on jade adams and there's just an abundance of information about so many exciting podcasts that are out there also spotify have given us these amazing little codes so if you do get a print copy you can just turn on your spotify on your phone scan the little code and it just automatically opens up the podcast on your listening device how good's that if you haven't managed to get a print copy then just go over to www.podbiblemag.com and read it online because the digital version is all over there and it's all free so every other month there'll be a new edition out so go and have a look and support us on the social medias as well (laughs) podbiblemag.com It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.